Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. This podcast is on GDPR, SARS and information governance. Michelle Lombardi, Director of Primary Care at Wessex LMCs, is in discussion with Adam Horton Tuckett. Hi, I'm Michelle Lombardi. I'm one of the directors of primary care at Wessex NMCs. And we're here today at Swindon Practice Managers Update Day. And I have Adam with me. So I'm just going to let Adam introduce himself. Hi there, I'm Adam Orton Tuckett. I'm the Information Governance Consultancy Lead for the South Central and West Commissioning Support Unit. I thought we'd um, grab Adam today just to talk a bit about GDPR, uh, SARS and anything else that uh, Adam's getting queries on. So I'm sure you're still getting queries on SARS. Um, Have you got any hints and tips that you could give to practices to manage these better? Yep, certainly. There are always questions on subject access requests and some of them are the sort of run of the mill. Can we charge for a SAR? Can we do this? Can we do that? And they're relatively easy to answer. Some of the more complex ones are the issues and, and recent case history about can we do we have to post a SAR to a patient? Just to delve into that very briefly, generally the answer is you have to deliver the information to the individual. Um, but the ICO's view on the case that came up back in October last year was you can provide the information to them by asking them to come to collect. But if they choose not to, then you still have to get that information to the patient somehow, um, which may include posting either to the patient or, in most cases, it's going to be a solicitor who's asking. Some confusion that came around as a result of that particular case that was decided back in last October was that actually people thought it was a GDPR case. Turns out it wasn't. It was a case around the civil procedure rules, but it has obviously some implications for GDPR, but the, the ruling doesn't apply particularly to GDPR on that basis, and so you do have to assure you can get the information to the patient, but the option to come and collect could be a default you start, you start off with. Um, and if the patient then has reasons why not or refuses that they want to come and collect it, then obviously you have to look at other options. But in most cases, patients can attend practices relatively easily, so it should be a, a nice way of both saving costs for the practice and also securing the information goes to the right individual in a secure manner. Because obviously posting it has a, a slight risk of things going to the wrong person, being opened by the wrong person. And so the balance is there to say, well, try and look at the option of posting it if you have to but if you can get them to collect it it's, it's got to be a, a secure method of doing so absolutely and actually having that conversation with the patient so they understand why posting isn't always secure um, can always help as well the other little bit of advice in terms of SARS particularly the, the more complex ones where they're asking for lots of information or the whole record and it, it goes over a long period of time have a negotiation with the patient, speak to them at the, the earliest opportunity about what particularly they want, because it might in some cases be easier to extract just the bits they're looking for, the last two months, last three years, or whatever their, their requirement is, or a particular condition they're, they're looking at, than actually having to copy the last 60 years of clinical notes out of their, their record at that stage. Um, patients obviously have rights and, and these things need to be responded to, and unfortunately they do have to be, in most cases, provided free of charge, but Bottom line, if you can negotiate with the patient about what particularly they want and, and the timescales by which you can realistically deliver it, then obviously they're much less likely to complain to the information commissioner. They're more likely to link with yourselves and, and make the process relatively easy and, and pain-free for both yourselves and them. Yeah, and we always say if the practice have any queries on this to, to contact the office and we'll always help. And I know that you get lots of queries on this, Adam, as we well. The other thing that I think you might be getting lots of queries on is data sharing and um, primary care networks. I wonder if there's any um, update you can share on that. That's certainly the sort of area of of emerging work, if you like, in terms of establishing primary care networks and the requirements they will have for data sharing. Um, There is some national guidance available from the NHS. There's some from the BMA, I believe, as well. Um, Some template data sharing agreements that organisations can use. 
having looked at them and looked through them, they're, they're relatively good on the whole. There's, anyone can look at anybody else's data sharing agreement and always find somewhere to improve it. The key in any of those sort of circumstances is not just so much the legalities of the sharing document, but actually the, the actual sharing you're going to do behind it. Every time you take a template, you've got to make sure you're understanding what it actually says and make sure that the, the template bits to fill in are filled in correctly um, in terms particularly of what data you're going to share with whom and why because um, those things won't be in any template and that's the, the devil of the detail. Um, templates are always useful to that degree, but again, you've got to make sure you, you do know what's going on. You don't just pick one off the shelf and say that will, that will sort the problem. There's a little bit more to do rather than just put a a box if you like. Absolutely. So any new process usually needs a DPIA, so a data protection impact assessment? It does. Um, this is part of GDPR that came in nearly two years ago now. Um, previously we had them known as privacy impact assessments but they weren't part of the legislation that you had to consider and do them. They were a good idea or a good practice idea. Under GDPR you've got to where you're doing either new collections of data or significantly changed processing of data, i.e. doing new things with it or, or sending it to new places, go through the process of at least assessing it to some degree. Um, you may find if it's a relatively small project with not too many issues or problems that actually the, the DPIA, as you said, shouldn't take a lot of time. Um, I tend to find practices are subject to other people's good ideas about what to do with data in most cases and so people come to the practice and say we'd like to do this with your data. As the controller of the data, then in the practice you are required to obviously ensure a DPIA is done. That doesn't mean you have to do it, but for the program or project that's coming to you, ask them have they done one. If they have, look at it, see if you're happy with it. If they haven't done one, obviously it goes back to fundamentals to say, well, what are they asking for and why, and why have they not done a DPIA? Can they answer that question for you? Um, so in practices, you may see you need to do them if you are switching between systems, going from, say, you missed a system one or vice versa, or if you're bringing another practice in board and, and merging together, um, but certainly you're more likely to experience them coming to you. So the, the question I would say is always ask, has one been done? And if so, can we see it please? Because we need to effectively approve it as we are the controllers of that data. Absolutely, and the ones that I've been involved with, the people that are uh, um, commissioning the service usually help with the DPIA and help practices fill that in or even do it for them, which is really helpful. Well, I hope this has been helpful for everybody. Thank you, Adam. That's been great. Um, further information can be found on Wessex LMC's website. And if you've got any questions on this, please just make, uh, make contact with our office. Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.